Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Before we get started, I have the usual reminders. Weekdays at 8am Mountain Time, you can watch me livestream my Days Gone playthrough. I take on hordes, talk shit about rippers, and lay waste to ambush camps, all before I've had my morning cup of coffee. You can find me on my newly rebranded YouTube channel, 8-Bit Terror. I'm also a guest on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel on Tuesdays and Fridays at the new time of 9pm Mountain. On Tuesdays, we're currently playing through one of my favorite franchises of all time, Uncharted. And on Fridays, we're doing a co-op playthrough of Dying Light. Also, the Days Gone podcast community now has a Discord server. Please come hang out and join the conversation. All right, today's going to be a really fun conversation. We're going to be talking about Days Gone 2. Now, I know, Days Gone 2 is not currently in development. Maybe one day it will be, but as it currently stands, there is no Days Gone 2. However, that's not going to stop us from wanting a sequel and daydreaming about what it might be like. Joining me today are three previous guests from the podcast. Ken, who is my guest on the soundtrack episode. What's going on, y'all? Dandy Denny, who taught us all about the divisive crossbow and convinced many of us to give it another go. Hello. And Spornicus Rex, who's shared his wealth of knowledge and gameplay tips and tricks on several episodes in the past. Hello, Days Gone podcast community. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say that, didn't uh-huh. you? How is everyone? Man, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Awesome. All right. So the way I want to do it is I want to break this conversation into two parts. First, I'd like to talk about story ideas And then we can get into gameplay upgrades and open world possibilities. Let's start off with the biggest question, I guess. Who would be the main character in Days Gone 2? Lisa. (laughs) Lisa. Lisa. You're not allowed to cheat off of other people's papers. Lisa. Lisa. I can't see your paper, (laughs) ma'am. Let's just have Deacon again. Oh, so Ken, you think Deacon. Dandy Denny, you think Lisa. Rex, you think Lisa. Lisa. I would Definitely. say like fifty fifty. I would still want Deacon to be a part of it. Oh, well, right, right. It's like I, I kind of In see it as way. like a right. I kind of see it as almost a um, an Iron Mike and Deacon. But now the roles are Deacon is Iron Mike's role, and Lisa is in the position of Deacon. Uh, mm. You know, she's on her redemption arc now. Also, know. icing on the cake. Please include more Sarah. <laughs> oh right, my gosh! Right, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it'd be cool to have Lisa be the protagonist, the Mm because she's set up as a drifter with not a lot in the way of like, uh, you know, decent bike or weapons or anything like that, and she would have to, as a main character in a video game, you would have to Mm -hmm. improve her skills and do all of that gameplay part of it. She's perfect for that. But I really want to see more of Sarah. I almost want to see like flashbacks or something or not flashbacks but like a like play it a prequel that's like what happened to sarah between getting on the chopper and being at the (laughs) that's a prequel not a sequel ma'am 
<laughs> yes, no, no, I know, I know, but it would be cool to somehow, if you could have the game be half and half, not to The Last of Us 2, this or anything. Two different storylines, yeah. What I, about like Resident Evil, like with uh, whatever the, the Leon A and Claire B story or something? Ooh. Well, but that would be two different, they happen simultaneously. Hmm. Um, but no, I just really want to know what, what was going on with Sarah. I think that's really interesting, but I don't think it's enough to carry in an, an entire yeah. game. So I say DLC? Yeah. Yo, fuck sure. yeah. Okay. Right. Please, please. It could be yeah. a, a bonus or an extra. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. yeah. So Ken, you said Deacon, not Lisa. Right. What's what's your take on Deacon as it what what would you do if Deacon was in Days Gone 2? What would the story be? Oh, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> go for uh, so, it, as long as we need. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so as far as like the plot goes. I would essentially set it in about two years after the events of Days Gone. So, you know, pretty much the same amount of time between Day Zero and the beginning of Days Gone. Um, I would have it to where Lost Lake Kid kind of expanded and developed a little bit. You know, they're not just on their little island anymore. Uh, and the three main caps are the main camps. So, Cascades, Hot Springs, and Lost Lake have formed an alliance. And then. Glenn Russell would lead the old militia outpost, so Diamond Lake and Wizard Island. That would be cool to kind of see how how people have gone from just barely scraping by because this event just happened to, okay, mm, well, yeah. obviously this is going to be life now, so how do we move on? How do we continue to further things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, you know how they came up with the, uh, the Napalm Molotov from Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, I said uh, using Weaver's weapon they've largely cleared freakers out of South Oregon. And then, oh, so you'd have like the whole region would kind of be a safe zone mm. almost. Mm. At least it would start out that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Or then, or then you have to like venture outside the safe zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Deacon and the rest of the original Lost Lake crew it would essentially run the show. Uh, they've assumed their own leadership roles. And then uh, as far as story goes, you know, the folks at Lost Lake would notice increased neuroactivity. Uh, uh, Diamond Lake and Wizard Island would respond to that by sending out more patrols and they're noticing more freakers coming up into the valley. Hordes could flood into South Oregon, but evacuations are successful due to the patrols that have been led by a new recruit. And the patrol leader and uh, Russell would ride ahead of the evacuees to Lost Lake and Deacon, Boozer, and Ricky would meet Russell and the patrol leader at the front gate. But the patrol leader is Jack. <laughs> the uh, president of the MC. Exactly. Not the dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, everybody, loves good, everybody loves good dog, but uh, no, Jack from the MC. Uh, Would the main like face-off of the game that's building towards the culmination of the story be Jack, the MC Prez, versus Jack, the dog? Uh, you know, I had thought about that, but yeah, maybe. I, I think something would be interesting. It, it would be interesting to have something that sets uh, Deacon and Boozer against Jack <gasps> for whatever yeah. reason. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. that would be yeah. like Jack has turned out to, yeah, he's on the wrong side yeah. or mm-hmm. he's the I mean, new even, antagonist. Even if it's mm-hmm. just a misunderstanding or something. Yeah, even if they reconcile be, later, you know, I'd love to see something. Snowball. That, 
<laughs> yeah, see something that kind of uh, you know pits them against each other for whatever I, reason. I really like the idea that it's not a misunderstanding; that it's they actually, actually have on different fundamental, sides of the yeah, yeah. fundamental differences, yeah. and it's like shit. We don't want to fight you, but you're forcing our yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that think, would uh, actually be really fucking cool. Yeah, I think you guys are actually gonna really like the uh, the main villain of this uh, of this plot that I got. <laughs> okay, go go ahead. <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. so. Uh, so Jack, uh, they say they, they blew the tunnels heading, uh, heading north. So they, you know, they blew up those, uh, the tunnels that would allow them to get from Diamond Lake, Wizard Island up into Lost Lake territory. So it's, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to completely stop the hordes, but it's going to slow them down a lot. Deacon's old Nero radio starts going off. It's just some noise that Deacon can't figure out what it is. So. He took it. He takes it to the main cabinet. They're overlooking the rest of Lost Lake to see if Ricky or Boozer know what it was. But Jack is sitting up top, recognizes it as Morse code. So they manage to ascertain that it's saying O'Brien, followed by a set of coordinates, and the coordinates would lead them to the salt flats. Yeah, you know, they they talked about the salt the salt flats a lot. Yeah, and the day's gone, but we never got to go out there. All right, you've got my interest. <laughs> so, so far, I've only got one. I've only got one thing. If I recall correctly, Deacon's Nero radio was stomped by the colonel, wasn't it? It was damaged and somehow at, when when O'Brien comes in to pick him up in the chopper to swoop him up, the oh, radio yeah. gets the radio gets broken in that scene somewhere. So, I mean, obviously, okay, so they get another Nero Nero radio. No, 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 yeah. he must have it because O'Brien radios him at the end and says, yeah. "Hey, I." But he radios him that's on when his it gets regular destroyed. radio or regular radio. Yep, Nero radio or regular. He goes, radio. "I, you know, he's like, oh, I've been trying to reach you or whatever." Oh right, yeah, but yeah, we could figure out. Yeah, yeah, when, there's when, definitely a way to work that in. When now. we are making this game, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? we'll figure it out yeah. somewhere around. <laughs> it's not a plot hole if it's intentional. They figure out that O'Brien is, you know, uh, stuck out in the salt flats. So Deacon, Jack, and Glenn Russell launch a rescue mission to recover O'Brien. The mission is successful, but CNC is infected. The camp doesn't trust him, and they lock him up. So O'Brien talks to Deacon about how the freaks are evolving. You know, that was part of the endings from Days Gone. Says it's not happening naturally. They're being essentially modified by humans working in Nero and uh, the Nero higher up that is going to be controlling the freaks would be referred to as the shaman. You know, zombies kind of like originated back in like black magic. Right. You think like yeah, voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. Necromancy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, before O'Brien fled Nero, he learned that the shaman would be more involved with field missions to track progression of new variants. And Deegan essentially obviously has to stop him. O'Brien has helped the camp modify their weapons so that they are now effective against the Nero suits. Deacon sneaks into a Nero landing zone, and he follows someone in a red hazmat suit as he leaves the cabin. The red hazmat suit turns around and says, I know you're there, St. John. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> from, uh, from there, Deacon reveals himself. The fight ensues. The red hazmat uh, suit guy identifies himself as the shaman and Proceeds to board a chopper. Deacon follows him, keeps fighting, and just they're just going at it. And his helmet comes off. It's Captain Corey. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> right? um. And then uh, essentially the new mission will be find Corey and stop him. 
the ending kind of be similar to what the first one would be like. You know, all the encampments get together and raid this final Nero stronghold and research facility. Deacon finds Captain Corey and starts fighting him in the essentially final boss battle. Deacon is wounded, but Curry is bleeding out really fast. And in his final moments, Corey programs the virus to attack itself, and the Freakers start killing each other. And essentially, it'd be that Sarah didn't necessarily get the cure that she was looking for from Days Gone 1, but the plague is finally over and the world can rebuild. Mm. Okay. That actually reminds me, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was Corey being in... Reno, I believe, is the, the area state of they said they were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it'd be really cool if we could expand the map or, or maybe take on a new area. And Corey could be the main character or close to the main character. Like, you could have a completely made up new character and have Corey supporting. like, yeah, mm-hmm. supporting character and have it set in that kind of location, that locale, or even somewhere halfway between Oregon and Reno. Like, I don't know exactly. I don't really know the geography very well, but somewhere that's a slightly different kind of environment. Honestly, I think Colorado would be cool. A pretty cool location. Just Colorado's geography. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Dandy Denny, did you have a story in mind (laughs) when you said Lisa? Uh, No. There's <laughs> not I as in depth as that anyway. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing, nothing after that. Because yeah. um, that's the that's the thing with Days Gone. One is the story, the emotional arc is really what makes it super special. Um, yeah. So it would be like, who do you pick? Like, if it is Lisa, yeah. we've already seen her emotional. <clears throat> she's already lost her family. She's already accepted being alone. She's already been through a lot. A lot of it happens off screen, but like she's had an emotional journey. You'd have to kind of make from whole cloth a new emotional arc for her. Yeah. Yeah. I do have some thoughts on uh, Lisa as the protagonist. It's my uh, perception that most of Days Gone was actually setting up Lisa as the protagonist for part two. Uh, as as early as like when when you first meet her. Uh, and like when Deacon, like Deacon taking the uh, thunder egg to her, mm-hmm. that is where Deacon's redemption arc really starts. So she is, you know, Lisa is an integral part of Deacon's redemption arc. That's where it all starts. That's where he starts wanting to help at least a person, if not wanting to help people, wanting to help a person. Right. Uh, that's where it starts for him. And then, you know, he goes on his redemption it's- arc. Sorry, just to interject, it's even a little bit behind that. It's he realizes that he can Ah, help, that he has the potential and opportunity to help. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, actually, shit, I should be doing more. Yeah, humans used to help each other out and have Mm -hmm. empathy and be kind to each other and not sell each other as slaves. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with Lisa being such a core part of Deacon's redemption arc, uh, if you're looking closely, you actually see she's very important to the story itself. And then later at the end, when, you know, we do the, uh, at the very end of the game, post credits and everything where you meet Lisa and she is now drifting and Deacon is now iron Mike in the camp, counseling her to temper her, you know, wildness a little bit. And the figure. Yes. Come in the camp and get some supply. You know, you don't have to stay. Just come in the camp and get some supplies. Let me introduce you to the bounty collector. I'll introduce you to so-and-so get some supplies. You got ammo. You good. Okay. Uh, you know, and so he is 
training her to be, you know, even imparting some of the military training into tactics and, you know, tactics, reading the battlefield, things like that, uh, you know, teaching her how to upgrade her weapons and shit like that. I see that as being a big part of how she levels up and acquires new skills. You know, instead of going and do a, a hunting mission with Copeland, you'll go do a mission with Deacon showing you how to do stealth kills or do sniper kills or something like that, you know, uh, to introduce gameplay mechanics. You'll have Deacon being the mentor. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I felt it was natural that the, the game part one really seemed to be setting up Lisa as the protagonist for part two, mm-hmm. or at least a may another major driving character in the story, if not the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I concur. It does feel like that's the natural progression of it. Um, let me ask you guys. So if say, for example, they decide or it was decided that Days Gone 2 should be in a completely different area. Mm. So you can't have Lisa, uh, you can't have Deacon, you can't have Booze, you can't have Sarah. It's a completely different part of the world. What kind of what kind of location or what part of the world would be interesting? What would we want to see? Globally or in yeah. the States? Globally? Glo- globally or, mm. or just in the States, whatever. Yeah. Well, I do agree with Ken. Colorado's a great idea. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> however, the only problem there is it's also in some ways very similar to the Pacific Northwest, just as far as, you know, lots of mountains and pines and, you know, creeks and rivers. It's similar in that way, but that's also what makes it cool is like, well, yeah, it's the same, but different, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or you can, you can go way off in left field and set it in a place like where I'm from. I'm from, I'm from originally from the Savannah area. So if you've ever been down to Georgia, honestly, I would say it can be. Pretty interesting, especially if you want to and like involve survival mechanics. Like honestly, like the heat and the some of the wildlife can just be grueling. Mm. Coastal, mm-hmm. coastal Georgia. Coastal. Yeah, yeah. freaka mosquitoes. I mean, please, please no. I, mean, <laughs> I do have gnats are bad I enough. Mean, we don't I mean, need it's any. a we'll horror game, but <laughs> then it can be a yeah. waking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking Days Gone too. we're going to get to Freaker Variants. It's oh, yeah, on the list. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think a terrain with like some, just somewhere that's like really flat, you know, you get in certain places and it's just miles and miles, hundreds of miles of just flat fucking nothing. Yeah. Something like that, it would be interesting to see waves of massive hordes rolling across just a, an open field of nothing, you know. What I would love to see, and this would be perfect for that, is the Southern California region. Mm-hmm. So, Los Angeles and the surrounding flat desert area, mm. like yeah, the area like Lancaster, be like overrun with hordes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and just think if you could go, if you had like like in the original, you have mm. the Cascades, you have Belknap, you have Lost Lake, and south of the mountains, they have like different kind of topography. Yeah. You could have like the city of LA being one zone, and then the desert outside of it being They're another. Different. Yeah, um, and then there's. Not much variation from that, but you do have um, kind of heading north, you have the old farmlands, which would have become arid mm. because it's all like a, an irrigated desert. Yeah. But it would be kind of cool to see because there's a lot of hills. And Nobody's maybe, out there managing the irrigation or anything. So yeah. it's just. Maybe it's automated. Or maybe it's automated be, like yeah. Cloverdale. So yeah. everything's still right, growing. Right. And then think about like the Bay Area, the difference in the weather systems. Mm, yeah, being you know, on the coast. A little and bit stuff, up yeah. the coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be kind of cool to see a city, <clears> but then also see, like Rex said, the wasteland outside of the city and yeah. just horse and the population there's like 
nine million people, I think. In that Southern prompts California. another question for me when you're done. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so that, you know, you bring up things like the L.A. area and stuff like that. And we're asking, you know, what type of geography or region would you like to see it in? Let's let's do more broad strokes for my question. Would you like to see more the game based in like a, a highly populated area where there's you know millions and millions of freaks because you're near large God. cities or would you prefer to see it in a more remote area or even maybe a bit of both where you're in a remote area where you have to venture into the populated areas i will say i feel like as games go, when you look at game franchises, they're always looking at ways to make it bigger, mm-hmm. more enemies. You know, we have 500 mm-hmm. freaks in the sawmill. You know that some executive somewhere at Sony or whatever is going to say, okay, so for the sequel, we need a, a more than 10,000 <laughs> yeah. freaks. So you have to go to the populated areas to get that, to make it make sense. Personally, I love a good survival, scavenge, oh, like more of a desolate world so i would like to see it somewhere really remote Mm, more remote i mean fuck not antarctica but something like that (laughs) i don't know like patagonia or somewhere like a massive national park that is you know essentially not populated but has been taken over by wandering freaks and then freak animals and shit like that make it more survivalistic i think it would definitely be interesting to see how they would incorporate like an urban area or like you were saying, somewhere where you have to kind of venture into the very dangerous city or something mm-hmm. to get certain items or to find, you know, procure something or save someone or, you know, whatever. But that would be interesting, especially with the amount of detail and like if you're if it was a good sequel, because <laughs> there's always that there's always the chance that the sequel could be a huge letdown. So if it's a good sequel and this is, you know, the, <laughs> the perfect imaginings of every day's gone fan ever, um, you know, you could have like the same level of detail and the same, like, you know, you find the random like murder suicides in the campsite with all the mm, children's mm-hmm. toys and the, you know, all the, the weird, strange uh, environments in days gone one if that translated to a huge city, there would be like so much to explore and so many different things to experience that I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Honestly, it's kind of sounds like days gone meets GTA five. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I have to say I'm though, all about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about it. But I had to say that going into a populated city like Los Angeles, in a situation like Days Gone, sounds like an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. just, well, this right. is uh, four years later, so a little more uh, abandoned, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you would have fewer uh, human enemies because a lot of people would have died. And they've already um, like, definitely killed be them, staying away from the cities. Killed each other. Yeah. Now that would be a cool thing to see. And we're almost kind of getting into more of like a Mad Max kind of world where it's like the new camps, the ones that have survived. I mean, maybe it's a bit Walking Dead as well. Um, You know, the the ones that do survive the harshness of the new world. What are they like? Like you could have some really fucking cool human enemies like like the, you know, the marauders and the ambush camps and the, the anarchists and the rippers. Like what's the next thing from the rippers? What's who the are the people the yeah. who survived out of the survivors? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What badasses are running the world outside of the, you know, 
um, more altruistic places like Lost Lake. Yeah, you definitely want to see more of the uh, more variety of human enemy types. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, there's only so much you can do with human enemy AI, but the the factions, like whatever the ideology and politics or religion of that faction may be, whatever their cult may be, uh, you want to know what the next antagonist is going to be. Right, I guess. Right. I hadn't even thought about that. Who's our next antagonist? I just kind of assume Nero, not necessarily <laughs> O'Brien, but Nero. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. So, I mean, Ken, you had some great ideas. Um Dandy Denny, what do you think Nero would be up to in, you know, four or five years after the collapse? Are they still, I assume they're still around probably. I mean, they have yeah. to be the antagonists of this game. <laughs> I, do, I do feel like they would have to be involved somehow. They were, there was too much of a cliffhanger from the, uh, you know, quote, secret ending um, for it to not be involved somehow. But you, the way the cutscene plays out, it almost seems like, O'Brien wanted to warn Deacon, but like mm-hmm. almost wasn't in control of himself fully. So I almost feel like we've got like a hive mind situation, except one person is in control or one entity is in control and not each individual freak. So I think that would be interesting. They've got, you know, all these quote smart freakers or evolved freakers, but they don't really have control of themselves necessarily that's a really interesting point because you do the freaks themselves the hordes they act like they are a hive mind so yeah if nero is uh, is creating intelligent freaks then they're still gonna be freaks they're still gonna have that hive mentality Hmm. well it makes me wonder does it work like uh i don't know it's similar to the 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 creatures known as the geth from mass effect that i'm playing right now uh there's that's a hive mind thing, but each unit has its own level of intelligence, and it's kind of like a cloud computing thing. Like the the extreme intelligence of this unit adds to the extreme intelligence of this unit, adds to the extreme intelligence of this unit, and you know the sum is greater than its parts. And it the the hive mind is just fucking super mm. incredibly brilliant, even though they're all being directed by you know whatever entity is directing the hive mind. Still, the it's the intelligence of each individual creature adds to the intelligence of the group right making them even more dangerous that's fucking awesome but they're still isolated and on their own they're still mm-hmm. intelligent enemies intelligent right. foes exactly but they have the ability to draw it's almost like it's almost like in the matrix where they can like even you trade know, information I, with each other i know kung yeah. fu you know uh, just yeah. like download it into the <laughs> yeah. brains or something yeah <laughs> you are now a sharpshooter <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I had some more ideas for things I'd like to see in the story. Go ahead, uh, of, please. Of part two. Uh, so I think for Hot Springs Camp, I've always thought Hot Springs Camp was a bit of a wasted opportunity, really. Uh, I think that in a sequel, Alki, he he knows the shit. He knows what's up. He knows the train. He knows the land. He knows the camp. I see Alki in a situation where he gets enough support from other members of the camp to run off Tucker and her goons. I don't buy it. I do. I, 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 mean, I would want to see that. I think but there I would don't. be enough people who would be like, you know what? We're tired of this bitch. Get her out of here. If we can isolate her four or five top goons, get her and those assholes out of here, then we can run the camp our way. It could be more opportunistic than that even because, I mean, she is elderly and this is already a very harsh world and there aren't very many yeah. people of that age still around specifically right. because they so got natural sick and died. Causes, so maybe. Sure, he, it sure. might just be, she dies. And then he's like, 
all right, let's let's move and get rid of the people who were supporting her and take over right. a, sure. a, a oh, miniature wait. coup. <laughs> yeah, what if what if Alki and a bunch of people just do a mass exodus? And they just like they just leave and start leave. their own yeah. camp. Even yeah. well, there is that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't really see Alkai being the kind of guy who would he wouldn't pull a schizo and be like, all right, well, let's stab this motherfucker in the back. You know, let's go stab Tucker in the back and get her out of place. Uh, but I could see Alkai gathering enough support from other people within the camp Certainly, to run Tucker and her goons off. If it's been a hard winter and they right, never got something the food goes bad. And, yeah, you know, sure. it's like there's, there's Tucker's already really a riot. not in favor with her camp. Yeah, or even Alkai doesn't lead it. There is just a riot an uprising mm-hmm. and then everyone's like Alkai should Alkai lead. you're in charge now and he's yeah. like um uh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay right, right. that yeah. I would buy that okay. I could see sure I dig that yeah I, I can see that or even the same thing like Dandy Dini was saying you know uh, Tucker passes away of natural causes yeah. and everybody's like hey Alkai it's you man you're up you know mm-hmm. uh, so I could see something like that the only other thing I really had for something I'd like to see in the stories if Boozer is at all present in the sequel Ricky needs to build him a trike, a three-wheeled <laughs> motorcycle. There you go. Uh, Something operated with an ice cream scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, he could just have a big truck or something. They could. He could, uh, but no, he wants to be on the open road. He wants a right. bike. He needs to be on a bike of some sort. So he needs the wind. The going wind through in his, his, in his lack not, of hair. The wind passing through the tattoos <laughs> yes. on his scalp. You know? The wind, you know, caressing, caressing the, ink. the tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, you know definitely Ricky or maybe even some of the guys from the military camp could scavenge and get enough shit together to build him a modified trike that could be operated with one arm i mean there are plenty of amputees that have bikes and absolutely it's 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 definitely a thing that can happen absolutely yeah and that that was my first thought and the first was like dude you tell okay ricky built boozer (laughs) a prosthetic arm from a fucking ice cream scoop please tell me you can also modify a trike yeah. for him she knows how to weld she knows a, she knows mechanics she knows yeah, yeah. you know how to get shit yeah shit together. that should definitely, definitely be done or you could go all the way get boozer a tank i mean you know you got all those assets, you got i thought you were gonna say robotic arm <laughs> just be like, you know what i don't need a bike i'm just gonna roll down you know the santium highway in a freaking m1 abrams let's just go rush everything that's bad <laughs> Well, they did want to weaponize Boozer, so there is that. Yeah. Right? That's they could put like it. a rocket launcher on his arm. <laughs> oh, I was chainsaw him. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of weaponizing Boozer, another thought that I had was just like to get him a weapon. You know, if he's going to be on his trike, he's going to need to be armed, right? So I, I see perhaps Deacon uh, passing down like the little stubby shotgun, the little uh, <laughs> double barrel. Like- no, no, here, here's, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It seems funny at first, but here's where I'm going with this. Uh, Something like, you know, hey, brother, you know, you you gave me your shotgun when you couldn't use it anymore. So here's a shotgun to replace it that I don't need, but can still be operated one handed because you can keep it in the crook of your arm with the breech open and put shells in. Uh, Another thing I was thinking was maybe if he were to carry the mayor, which is the revolver that you unlock from uh, at the end of the game when you beat the colonel. Uh, the, the mayor shotgun. is actually a revolver that shoots shotgun shells, yeah. and it would be a revolver would be fairly easy to operate uh, for a one-handed individual if you had speed loaders for it. So, of course, be a little bit of suspension of disbelief. You'd have to get 
have to get speed loaders for it. But, but they can find hard. a fucking Uzi and they get several, know, right? several of them. Yeah, because you, you know, can buy yeah. multiple yeah, versions yeah. of the SMB9. I mean, fucking Ricky so. can make one, you know. Yeah. They machine said a speed they, they had the ability to make ammunition of every kind and every caliber. So say that. Yeah, so surely they it. can make Hand speed loaders for done. revolvers. <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah, right. So yeah, I think something like that, you know, Boozer, if Boozer is present in the sequel, he needs to have a trike and there needs to be a, a situation where Deacon is shown passing him a weapon or just he's using a weapon or like, oh, he. Deacon gave him that, you know, yeah. you gave up your shotgun when Deacon needed it and you couldn't use it anymore. So Deacon has, you know, shared some of his arsenal with you, shit that you can use that we recognize from the first one. Like, oh, I know that gun, you know, something yeah. like that. <laughs> or, or and this, he also uh, has an attack dog named Jack. <laughs> Copy that, yeah. Who rides in a sidecar on the trike. There you go. How about I mean, this? he did. He did look a little like doggy a husky. thing on the trike. Yeah, yeah. The sidecar <laughs> wouldn't work, but something a little something <laughs> to put him in. Yeah. He what were you going to say? <laughs> Um, I was going to say, speaking of Boozer, we haven't talked about putting Boozer in the sequel, apart from he should have a, a bike and a gun. <laughs> yeah, bike, a trike and a gun. Um, what would you do with Boozer in the sequel? Because if you're putting Deacon in or Lisa, or in, like, you have to have Boozer. Is it time for Boozer to get his, his own, own camp. story? Oh, well, <laughs> he'd start that. another no, camp no, no, somewhere. No. But his own emotional story, mm. you know, something because yeah, yeah. he goes through fucking shit in the first one and doesn't really come out. Any, well, he comes out worse, yeah, you know, sure, sure. Um, he loses his arm. You know, he doesn't get his wife back. Deacon gets his wife back. Deacon gets, you know, all the sort of gets to leave the camp and all yeah. of that. And it's like Boozer gets a dog cool but like the dog Maybe. is only a symbol of like well done you didn't kill yourself here have a puppy um, <laughs> anti-depression you know. device uh, that's yeah, better, right? yeah. So it's like great boozer ends up armless and on antidepressants <laughs> yeah. well maybe maybe boozer gets a girlfriend or gets another old lady you know, you can Tucker. move on after you lose somebody. Ken, you're out. You're done. Yeah, kill his kill his feed. Denied. <laughs> Unsubscribe. I was thinking maybe a slight bit closer to his age. <laughs> and and level of attractiveness. Old? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cooler to see Boozer have a Nah Boozer a love hooks story up with Crystal. Something. Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh God! Hooks up with or murders? <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> or uh, Fergie from uh, Wizard Island. Which one is that? Or uh, actually, I think oh, it's uh, oh, Diamond Lake. The- Fergie is the. Uh, Fergie is the arms dealer at uh, Wizard Island, or not Wizard? Oh, Island. yeah. <laughs> oh, it would be cool to see some of the the people from the camps having the other merchants, roles or having, something. Yeah. yeah, what they do next. Like, I really like. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, Ken. The Asian lady in in Diamond Lake. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Diamond the, Lake, the, yeah, mer- the, the uh, bounty collector. The that's bounty the bounty collector. collector. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I really haven't listened to much of her dialogue ever in all my playthroughs um because i don't really do we all know this i don't really go to the merchants i don't really care about that stuff or sell bounties or Or sell bounties um (laughs) but she seems really cool and she's wearing like the nero uh Mm -hmm. hazmat suit but it's like well she's not in nero so like it would be really cool to see where she got it and why she has it yeah and, right because she seems like kind of a badass but like low-key nice pleasant but fucking badass mm-hmm. she'd be awesome it's always yeah, she it she's, <laughs> yeah, she's the kind of girl who's not afraid to be wrist deep in freaker ears yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. squeamish yeah. You, you've got to have a certain mindset to be the bounty collector i guess <laughs> and exactly. a really really strong stomach 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's switch over. Let's start talking about the gameplay, Yay-oh! upgrades, mechanics, <laughs> some different things we'd want to see in the world. Uh, I know Rex is really excited about this, but take it away. All right. So gameplay. All right. So number <laughs> one, Claire and I are on the same page here. Absolutely no. Please not ever any pop-up cards. Please do away with pop-up cards in the gameplay of Days Gone 2. So what you're talking about here is when you kill a horde and it's the Rimview Ranch Horde mm-hmm. and gives you, you've yeah. unlocked this and you've earned this much yeah. XP. And it's like, oh my God, like they, they haven't so even hit if the it, ground. If it yet. must stay in the game, we need to work on the timing there because well, yeah, that's at too, least complete the objective before yeah. the card pops up. <laughs> or like put it on top, put it at the top of the screen or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, or an Again, option yeah. to turn it off. Turn it off, yeah. So to be more specific, I, I do mean really the, the infestation zones when you clear an infestation zone or when you kill a horde, like Claire was saying, uh, because quite often there, if you're clearing a nest, there's still freaks running around when that pop-up card comes mm-hmm. up. If you're killing a horde, well, there's probably a few stragglers still running around after you've killed the horde. Uh, so what happens is you're lined up for the next shot and that pop-up card comes up and actually interrupts the flow of combat. So it should, like Ken said, it should be like a, just a, like a little kind of transparent pop up in the corner of the screen that, you know, stays up for a few seconds so you can read it before it fades or something like that. Uh, so the ones like when you, when you do storyline progress, like you, you step outside of the infirmary and you finish the, he's my brother's storyline. Okay. That's cool because you're those not are, interrupting the flow of combat. And those are always timed so that you, yes. it's like Deacon is still and they provide good yeah. info. Too. Yeah. It, it also doesn't information. It doesn't like pop up while Ricky's still talking to you or right. something. Right. It doesn't you interrupt know? the flow. It, it's timed yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. A number one right there. No pop up. Can cards. I can I just add on yeah. the back of that? Uh, Dandy Denny just said about things popping up when Ricky's talking or something. Yes. The timing mm. of radio. Oh, the yes. radio calls. Yeah. Not to be yeah. not to be overly picky, overly critical, but oh, they need to smooth that out. They I re- really do. I recall a, an inc- instance just the other day where you were playing. I, I think we were just playing for fun. I don't think it was on one of your streams. I think we were just doing something. And you had literally like three different radio pop-ups trying to override each other. You had it was a, on the stream. And uh, it was, was co- it? Radio it was, uh, Job mm-hmm. and Tucker or Ricky or someone saying, hey, come back to the camp. And then Copeland. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like God, three like, different radio down. calls overlapping. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't sure. want to talk to any of you, much less all three of you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to skip all of these if I can, you know. <laughs> oh, and skippable radio calls as well. Like, when it's like, oh, hey, you know, just letting you know that that person that you rescued got back to camp okay. It's like, can I just skip that? Yeah, skip, skip, skip. <laughs> cool. Don't like, I, don't, I really don't care if they got back to camp okay. Okay. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't care then. I'm deep I got say the John. XP. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I got the XP. I don't care if they made it back to camp, dude. I got what I needed. I got my credits. loser or Sarah, I got mine. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I have another one here. Uh, other, you know, freaker variants. We mentioned that earlier. We need to see uh, what what new freaker variants. Now, spiders, I spiders, <laughs> spiders. Ew, oh god, no. no. Why? Why? That's I almost actually, as bad as the mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't mind spiders. I'm not one of those people who freaks out because of spiders. Uh, in fact, I'm rather fond of them and the the uh, you know the purpose that they serve in the ecosystem. But. Freaker spiders, really? I just I think mean, it would be let's the just most have shark freakers that that can walk on land. Come have on, have you like, ever <laughs> been around a very aggressive spider species? Because that's that's different. The, yeah, the spiders who just hang out and eat bugs. It's like okay, all right, we can coexist. <laughs> but the ones that are like you know some of the the 
different ones in the tarantula family, or there's one of them mm-hmm. that the uh, camel spiders. They oh, will yeah, like yeah. freaking chase you. They're angry. <laughs> the spiders that are all like, I will cut a bitch. <laughs> yes, the ones, yes. I mean, there's what are the ones called that will eat? Are they bird tarantulas? Or so there's like tarantulas Probably that will eat birds. I forget yeah, what they're called. I think, so. yeah, like, I think bird tarantulas. I, so, yeah. I just think that would be absolutely fucking terrifying. Imagine the sawmill <laughs> uh-huh. filled with spiders. Cobwebs everywhere. Oh. Every, when you oh, walk yeah. into a you walk into a freaker cave, instead of it being covered in mud and blood and shit, shitty footprints and everything, instead there's webbing everywhere with uh, faces sticking out of the webbing and terrifying. mud and blood and shit all over the I webbing mean, yeah as an arachnophobe i would absolutely hate <laughs> that but i think uh-huh. it would i think it would be really be killer, interesting yeah. to see killer. insects or arachnids or something and i think spiders would just be they're, they're universally hated terrifying. and feared yeah, and ter- sure, yeah sure. so i think that would be a kind of a cool one what what else could we put in i have two Okay. And, and then I'll shut up and let y'all talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part I've been excited about. Uh, okay. So for me, you know, we have wolves and we have infected wolves. We have mountain lions, but we do not have right. infective mountain lions. I was oh, waiting for that in the first I game. Would, I would like to see some infected big cats like that, you know, because we, you do have mm. mountain lions and pumas and stuff in lots of places. That's Even another one that would be terrifying. Bobcats would be bad <laughs> enough, you know. Oh, 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 can I just interject with another uh-huh, idea? Uh-huh. What if, what if there was part of it that was near a zoo and the animals oh had escaped? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, there's like a, just, infected just a giraffes few. and shit. Or like, like <laughs> oh, lions wait, no, I've or got something. It. You what? could have like your your The Last of Us moment where Joel and Ellie are marveling at the giraffes, <laughs> the giraffe but in Days Gone too, the giraffe them. is stomping around, fucking shit up, <laughs> eating people. The giraffe is I like would, a breaker. I do oh, think it would be no. uh, interesting to have more species that are not typically considered aggressive. You know, like oh, the wolves yeah, and yeah. the bears and the mountain lions and you know you, all the animals that uh, the variants that you had in days gone were all animals that can be naturally aggressive sometimes you know towards humans or towards other smaller animals but to have you know like o'brien talked about the deer and stuff how how would a infected deer behave because you're talking about deer are usually like hey give me some corn and strawberries we can be friends you know right whereas instead this one's trying to like eat your face or something or or do they just go munch the shit out of some grass because they're really aggressive deer (laughs) 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 oh hey actually you know dandy danny you just hit on something that would be something interesting as a you know we talked about well what's the the antagonist what is the you know, yeah. what is it that they're fighting against? Well, one of the factors of it, you know, impeding your survival may be infected herbivores that are destroying your crops. Or it would be interesting to see uh, more uh, more intelligent animals. Plants too. versus zombies. Like oh, primates or, or, you know, we talked Sorry. about crazy other locations. Like if you had... Uh, animals that were higher on the intelligence scale, like elephants or, yeah, or sure, uh, sure. primates or something like that, where oh, you yeah. would see God. something that's not quite as, as smart as humans, but mm. getting pretty mm. close there and definitely smarter than the average wolf or the average bear or... Yeah. Well, the average bear. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, infected primate just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like gorillas and shit. Like That'd be days gone terrifying. meets Planet of the so, Apes. Yeah. Mm. Well, the only other one that I had specifically for uh, variants of freakers, infected animals specifically, was, all right, so we have wolves, and we have infected wolves, which are the runners, but what about 
dogs. That's what I was going to say. They and mentioned even that. Boozer says, yeah, they're, they're not, not infected. infected or anything. So I think it would be interesting. A truly terrifying enemy that I, I think would be packs of wild dogs that are Ooh. infected. Well, they talk about that in uh, some of the uh, like journal entries in the game. Because the oh. reason the Rippers are hunting the uninfected dogs is because once they get infected, they turn into runners who start eating freaks. And uh, the Rippers don't want anything to hurt the freaks. That's right. There is storyline so, on that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Technically, they all do have infected dogs. They're just runners, I guess. I see. Right. Whichever, see, one, whichever ones survive. Dogs. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned packs. There's one thing that I would want to see is I want to see hordes forming yeah. in the open world yeah. so if you so there's like mm. every night you go out you see a few freaks wandering around the next night you go out a few of the freaks have turned into a swarm you go out again that swarm has grown in size suddenly now it's a horde if you don't mm. deal with it that horde might meet up with another horde and form a mega horde like imagine being able to see with yeah. you know better computing power behind it um see in real time hordes forming and you could have like more freaks on harder difficulties and things like that so the hordes get bigger or they they grow faster that could be really fucking cool that's like there's a oh go ahead i was just gonna say i I like that idea however y'all know me from my perspective you know i want to game the game i don't like to let the chaos run wild in the world (laughs) here's here's my thing though the reason i i think a way to make that work what you're talking about because i know me personally if you put a mechanic like that in a game where you can see somewhere outside the camp there's Five or six freaks starting to wander around, and the next day there's eight to twelve freaks starting to wander around, and you know, hey, there's a horde forming over there. I'm the type of gamer I will kill everyone before they have a chance to form into a horde. I don't want the hordes running. Hang on, I, I have a thought on that to make it work <laughs> in game. I think it would be interesting to include a mechanic like that where they're popping up in so many places within the world, you cannot possibly eliminate them all. You will bump into random hordes like that mm-hmm. from time to time if you have them you know out in certain places like you know, the same like the spot where hordes form in the world where they hang out in their cave over here you know whatever but there's so many of them you cannot possibly stay on top of it right. you know you can try it's, it's to reduce like, their numbers but you will not be able to stop it from happening it's like in the original way yeah you take out the hordes but there's always freaks you cannot go you yeah, cannot clear exactly. the map of right, freaks right. and then go to cascades and clear cascades of freaks yeah it'd be the same as that but the hordes they're just constantly spawning and and forming and like you will be off doing a story mission in lost lake meanwhile belknap has three hordes that are coming together into one mega horde or whatever that you can't maybe you can catch one before they form into a real horde but those other two are still there and they're still working on (laughs) making a bigger and it would also be kind of in a way some of it some of it would be well what's the point like you can Uh, go after them but you probably should just leave them um, and avoid it and then it becomes a different kind of gameplay where you have to like avoid certain areas because oh shit you didn't take care of that horde and now there's like 2,000 of them <laughs> right? Oh, but I think I'm not saying to like massively overfill the world like maybe the hordes would then if they reach a certain size they would break apart maybe you it's know, things like somewhat that. random them, venture off to different feeding some, areas yeah, some, some break up a deer and some and, move on yeah, and some yeah. just sort of disappear and you're like hey I thought there was a really big horde here and now I'm just on edge because I'm like 
like, where is it? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, and there would be game mechanics happening in the background that like limit it or whatever. Maximum threshold stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you could also have like story hordes that are always there. There is always a horde at sure. the sawmill. There is always a horde at yeah. uh, the Belknap Caves, Ambush Camp. You know, whatever it is, you can have the ones that are programmed in, but then you'd have this sort of more dynamic world happening in the background like you do in the first one with just the random freaks but have them start to form hordes cool yeah i dig it i was gonna say there's several games that have sort of a like you know keep an eye on your map kind of mechanic where like the different factions it's like oh you know the the bad guys are building influence in this area and it's you know it's getting close to red you know you you you're losing control of this district or whatever you know that sort of type of thing where it's you know oh this this area is becoming overrun people are starting to evacuate you're starting to have more mouths to feed at lost lake because everybody's clearing out a belknap because there's like a mega (laughs) horde that you didn't clear or something you know it could be incorporated into other (laughs) parts of the game yeah Yeah. and not to make it too much of a different game i said earlier that this is what video games tend to do is they tend to amp everything up too different too big yeah and it's like i kind of would like it to be more survivally um keep it smaller but i think that's something that for me it would add more chaos to the world and i kind of kind of like that it would make it feel more real as long as it had a threshold and wasn't just yeah. oh yeah if you leave it you end up with a horde of 20 guess 000. what now there's billions of freaks in your yeah. game world and you can't step outside the camp or you're fucking dead you know, yeah. better start a new game yeah time to start a new game don't fuck up next time yeah did you have more stuff rex uh i do have a few more uh on just you know gameplay stuff that we want in in part two and here is my thing i'll throw this out there because i know there's multiple opinions here should the crossbow be in the sequel and hang on i'm not done yet oh my god in what way should it be implemented because i I didn't know that was even a question well hang on though there's there's two things that i think of for the crossbow that in my opinion would actually make it useful uh and those two things are if there were some way to have it with you in the field at all times without taking up your sniper rifle slot so, I love that you call it the sniper yes, rifle. Yes, yeah, agreed. Is- <laughs> agreed. I, w- I wish I wish you could carry like different assortments of weapons. So that would definitely be a an improvement. I think you'll find it's actually called the MG55 slot. I know machine guns right. go in that slot too, but <laughs> that's the sniper rifle slot. That's Special not where your crossbow slot. goes. <laughs> but for real though, so like if you could keep the crossbow with you in the field somehow, whether it is you know something that's slung over his back, but he's already got weapons on his back, or even like a pistol style crossbow, a pistol grip size crossbow that hangs on your hip, or you know something that you can mount to the 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 uh, crossbar of the the handlebars, you know something like that where you could actually have the crossbow with you in the field. I think would be really cool. I hear what you're saying and I don't disagree, but I do like the limitations of you own, You have a realistic number of holsters yes, that you sure. can put weapons into. Mm-hmm. And as we learned in the Drifter bike episode of the podcast from Josh, he said that it affects the weight. Everything affa- affects the weight and balance the yeah. bike. Even Boozer's shotgun being on the forks of Boozer's bike is so unrealistic because yeah. you would not, it would really affect the, the weight and the balance. Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying. I know it's a video game. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would use the crossbow a lot more if I didn't have to give up my sniper rifle for it. Uh-huh. But it is, in a way, a sniper rifle. If you want to... <coughs> Bullshit. No, if you want to... I, mean... <laughs> I am cheesing. I am just teasing. <laughs> not good at the crossbow. 
um, but you can it's about a play style if you want yeah. to use the crossbow rather than the sniper rifle it's a play style so it's it's letting you have that versatility i think and correct me if i'm wrong but if there was a special crossbow slot i don't think you would ever use it still <laughs> yes, I actually would. There are. I oh, mean, okay. Except for doing the the nest, the kerosene. <laughs> right. Yes, I mean, know. I do use it for burning out the nest, but no, I actually I wouldn't mind having some explosive bolts handy. You know, I wouldn't mind having stuff like that. Um, I, I wouldn't. Bolts. I wouldn't. I was about to say I don't. I wouldn't mind having residue d- residue bolts handy, but I do not find enough value in them to you know take up my sniper rifle slot with something that lets me throw pointy sticks with a piece of string. That's because you're not doing it right. I know, Danny, 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 you said it best. You said it best. Just because you are shit with that weapon does not mean it's a shitty weapon. (laughs) And I I have to give it to you, ma'am. You are not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, just because I suck at the crossbow does not mean it's a sucky weapon. I get it. But But it it, is. I I definitely, even as much as I love the crossbow, I wish I could have the crossbow and the sniper rifle because you use them for totally different things. Exactly. Like There is some overlap. But yeah, yeah, sure. They yeah, still, I, would, I would probably carry those two and a sidearm, and that would be and my pretty much ideal nothing else. setup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit, my crossbow could be my primary just about, as long as I had a sniper rifle in the SMP9. Ooh, what if you just had three weapon slots? And you could do whatever, whatever you, you want in those you slots. You could carry yeah. three sniper rifles yeah, if I, you wanted to. Well, I, three, I, the crossbow, the drifter crossbow, and a rock. <laughs> I do love that idea. <laughs> yeah, I do love that idea, though, because that's one thing. Until I figured you, it out. You still have to make a choice, but you yeah, have a little more exactly. flexibility in yeah. your choice. And it would uh, give more, like, customization. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, when I started playing Days Gone, I, I, was a, I felt a little bit restricted with the fact that you could only have certain weapons in the primary slot, certain weapons in the special. I was like, okay, I'm having trouble finding synergy in gear here because I can only have this and this or that and that and not the ones I actually fucking want. But, you know, of course, later you unlock better stuff and you're like, oh, okay, this one works well here. This one works well here. But, yeah, if I could have the crossbow with me without taking up one of the other weapon slots, I actually would carry it and I would use it from time to time. One last thing about the crossbow that I think the crossbow should have in part two, optics should definitely be optics for the crossbow. Explain. What does that mean? Yes, ma'am. Even. okay. so let's say for for folks who know nothing about firearms or optics or anything like that. Uh, when you are using a sniper rifle in Days Gone, I'm talking about in game, and you aim with your scope, you have that black circle with the little black cross in the middle of it. Rather than that, you, you could actually have a scope on the crossbow, but even just a red dot sight where it's a black circle, the nice bright red dot in the center of it's like kind of like a center screen dot in the center of that. That would make that weapon so much more effective. I think that would make sense if you had a different main character. I think the issue mm. why you don't have that is Deacon's not very good with the but. crossbow. So his, you're saying like <laughs> if it was more of like a imagined scope, if it didn't have a real scope on it, but when you bring it up, it's like the user, the character knows how to aim. He's mm. he's help. He or she is helping you lock in where you're actually aiming i'd like to think that deacon's just not very good with the crossbow so that's why it's just kind of like sort of like maybe <laughs> I'll, yeah, it's like maybe i'll hit him maybe i won't like, yeah yeah like he's it's a representation of how good he is with the crossbow and that would actually be something that's really cool if you had a skill tree that you could level up let's say you have primary sidearm 
and special, you could level up those in a ranged skill tree. So you can make your character a better sniper, but they would, mm, to the yeah. detriment of the other uh, weapons. So it's like, mm. you'd be really good at sniping, but you would put fewer skills, uh, fewer skill points to mm. spend on aiming with the, you know, the shotgun or, or you know, reload times, mm. things like that for like close up weapons. Yeah, that's that's very similar to how games like uh, some of the Elder Scrolls games uh, have done it kind of that way. The skills that you are using are the skills that increase. If you're not using your shotgun, well, then you're not getting, you know, oh, skill with shotguns. If you're clever. not, if you are using a sniper rifle, then you are getting skill with your sniper. Because you get it, more practice. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm thinking Skyrim skill. specifically. Yeah, like Skyrim, you know, if you're swinging a sword, you get better at swinging a sword, but you don't get better at swinging your axe because you haven't been swinging. So, yeah, that so like sense. if you're using the crossbow, you get better with it. But I, my point specifically was I want attachable or an upgrade, some sort of actual Sight. Optic, an optic on the crossbow of some sort. Red dot sight, uh, actual crosshair, scope. I don't care. Just some sort of actual optic on it right. would be fucking great. I would say you could put an ACOG on the uh, on the crossbow, but I think the optic would probably cost more than the crossbow. Yeah, yeah so. that might be overkill. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, just like a little red dot sight or something with a little bit of uh, zoom, you know, just, you know, maybe four times zoom on it, just something casual something like uh, would be great. It would make that weapon so much more useful, in my opinion. I mean, in theory, you could just take, like, if it was the real world, you could take the scope off a rifle mm-hmm. and put yeah. it on a crossbow. Absolutely. Like, you could find yeah. a way to attach it. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, it's it's universal mounts. Ricky yeah, could sure. put yeah, it most... on and then add an ice cream scoop and you could have, you know, <laughs> sniping an ice cream. Yeah. And hey, you could, you could take Boozer's knife arm and have a bayonet on the end of your crossbow, too. Oh, God. Woo! Yeah. Look out, Marco! <laughs> what else you got? Ken and Dandy Denny, Rex has talked a lot about what he would change gameplay-wise. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you have on your list? I don't know. I think uh, I think Rex had pretty much uh, pretty much all the ideas that I had. That was a uh, that was pretty uh, pretty thorough and pretty well thought out. But I would say that I, <laughs> me and firearms, we've been very well acquainted since I was like four years old. So I mean, you know, I could think of any number of other guns or weapons that you could put in the sequel and. Honestly, yeah. I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. Like yeah, put like a yard. We already have the Honey Badger and Days Gone one. Get something like the you know, Bushmaster ACR or the FN Scar. Got the Benelli M4 in it already. Um, incendiary rounds. Honestly, if we could get like different mm, types of ammo, different from, ammo types. Yeah, like you know, shotgun shells. Obviously, you could do yeah. birdshot, buckshot, slugs, incendiary rounds. Um, uh, you could do stuff like Rafus rounds uh, for your sniper rifle. So it's you know, you don't necessarily have to shoot exactly like right where your target's at. Get rounds that can self-correct. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, some crazy high-tech shit like that. So, Ken, how do you feel about uh, a either an, an actual upgrade system for the weapons or even a, a system for modifying the weapons? And I see Claire is actually making a thumb, a double thumbs down. Let me explain what I mean by that. <laughs> now, I know, right? Because I, I understand for, for Claire, that is not exciting gameplay digging through menus and upgrading weapons and stuff for her that's not exciting gameplay i totally get it um because games that lack that for me is not exciting gameplay i totally get it but what i mean is more like think days uh, i'm <laughs> i'm sorry think the last of us 
yeah. the way they had a pretty simple upgrade system where, okay, you find crafting parts and all right, you can upgrade your gun and it shoots better or it's got a scale yeah. on it. As long a as very yeah, there's, simple upgrade There's minor system. stuff you can do that's not like yeah, full in depth. You have to read a novel before you're going to get to right, yeah, this menu like, and go you know, shoot something. Yeah. <laughs> Rechambering for a different caliber or crazy stuff like that. No, I'm there's not talking about all well. that. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, just, you know. I like it in Resident Evil, and this mm. is maybe a little too simplistic, okay. but I like that you just find a part that attaches to your gun that makes it better. Yeah. So, like, yeah. something like a stock or whatever that improves the mm -hmm. aim, and sure. uh, I forget what else you get, something that improves, like, the reload time. Mm -hmm. um, things yeah. like that, like, simple things. It's like, oh, you found a thing, here's your reward. Something yeah. that, that's in yeah, something keeping similar to that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> something, something in keeping with the skill tree that you have in Days yeah. Gone, which is actually quite simple and not overly complicated. It's three basic pages, you know, it's melee, ranged, and survival. And you have how many in each? 20 in each? No, how many are in each? A lot. Section? A Whatever lot, it yeah. is. Um, <laughs> I think it's 20. I believe, you, I believe <laughs> you're yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's not too complicated. It's not It's not crazy, like, too many options. That's where I start to get overwhelmed. And I don't feel like Days Gone is that kind of game that has too much in-depth with yeah. the yeah. upgrade mechanics. Yeah. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, honestly, I would say that, you know, if we had, I would say a little bit more options as far as customizing your weapons. I mean, obviously... You know, we don't really have the option to add optics, but I mean, you know, I yeah, like you know the way Modern Warfare is set up. You have the gunsmith, you have options, and some optics are better than others. Ooh, I like that. Having like, let's say the camp, one of the camps manages to recruit a certified armorer, a gunsmith. I mean, you, you don't, know, you don't even have and to be like, a gunsmith necessarily to do any of this stuff. This is stuff that you know, if you've yeah, like I, I was gonna say you can do it at home, but you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, but I, I, I think do it would be cool though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it would be cool though if There's one of the no camps one, actually no got a weapon smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. But if they got an <laughs> actual weapon smith, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. So yeah. oh, it'd be cool to have for melee weapons have a blacksmith, uh, an actual blacksmith in camp yeah. making mm, yeah. making cool. spiked maces and stuff like Expand that. Expand what you can craft instead yeah, of just chain mail armor. <laughs> improve your boot knife. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. yeah. So speaking of weapons, uh, one other thing. I I was actually really disappointed to not see this sp specific weapon in Days Gone. I know a lot of people say, oh, I want a rocket launcher or I want like a, a minigun, you know, like the uh, what's the weapon from challenge mode? The, the growler. growler. Yeah, the minigun from challenge. People are like, oh, I want one of those in game. I want a rocket launcher in game. That's a bit excessive to me. to be a little more practical. <laughs> but I really do think a grenade launcher would be mm. fucking perfect because with a with a grenade launcher you can have different types of rounds like you can yeah. have uh like you could have let's say tear grass rounds just for stunning large groups of you know humans uh you could have um you could have actual concussive rounds flashbang rounds stuff like that you could even have actual toxic deadly gas rounds just like the BND 150 launching yep. the gas darts and stuff you could have stuff like that and I thought that's so cool there's so many positions in Days Gone where if you can get yourself like up on a ledge somewhere looking down at the horde you can lob grenades in really good if you had something like a fucking grenade launcher you know you would actually <laughs> be able to handle uh, hordes like the sawmill and bigger 
you know, mm-hmm. of that's roughly that size or bigger, you'd be able to handle them so much more and, effectively. And be able to handle them from stealth. From because stealth. you mm-hmm. have to get close to, you have to be within throwing, throwing range. distance, yeah. Currently, mm-hmm. if you had a grenade launcher, your you propel can, range your would range be uh, You can launch <laughs> larger grenades with a heavier payload at greater distances. <gasps> oh, exactly. I just had an idea. I just had an idea. This is totally stupid, but wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if the camps built trebuchets if, if diamond lake had a oh, trebuchet yeah. oh, and the mount, awesome, the mount bailey yeah. hordes come in and they're just like launch the trebuchet and <laughs> yeah. you have like you know huge like <laughs> thousand just not as like something that you would control but like as part of a cutscene or something a mm, thousand yeah. two thousand five thousand strong horde Let's go back to medieval warfare sweeping yeah. towards lost lake <laughs> and they have fucking trebuchets like Oh, that'd be so cool. Launching like flaming oil. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I agree. I do I do wish that they would sort of expand upon the camp mechanic. Like you you would have more not necessarily camp jobs, but like more of a interaction or like an effect on what goes on in the camp. Upgrade the camp or expand or like, you know, you you expand the farm and then suddenly you have more people because you have more food and you have a surplus and you're selling more and, you know, it sort of snowballs to like seeing a real world effect to some of the stuff you do. Like if you go save the guy who is the armorer, suddenly you have better weapons. You know? Now you have an armorer. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Like, I love it. I love it. I feel like we're all kind of making it be like Mad Max video game. <laughs> a little bit. Which, yeah. is, which is excellent. It's not and a bad thing. Yeah. One of the, I'm That's, looking at my list right now and one of my things is takeover uh, camps kind of like in Mad yeah. Max. That's like, right there in your notes, yeah. It would be cool if you could take over an ambush camp. So say you you defeat the Belknap Caves ambush camp, and then you can put someone in there to build it up as a safe house, as yeah. a camp for you. Some of the Far Cry it, games do that as well, and it works really well. Yeah. It's a really cool yeah. system. Yeah, it, and it could hey, provide it works, something, it something for the region, yeah. some sort of mm-hmm. income or safety yeah. or yeah. some mechanic that makes – you know, it makes Belknap a little bit safer. Maybe it reduces the freaks because you've got more people going out on runs, killing more freaks. So it, it reduces it the, reduces the possibility of getting of those, those mega hordes. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah right, it does right. that for you. So it's like yeah, a way by increasing to... the security in the area, it slows down yeah. the rate at which hordes form. Yeah, yeah. I think mean, that'd be fucking bad. That is neat. Yeah. So it, your your actions would have more of a like yeah. open world a, effect. A, yeah, right. Yeah. A, a tangible impact on the world around you. Sure. Yeah. So I only have two more things. Go ahead. I have one more that is for gameplay. I would like to see at least two-player couch co-op. I do not want to see, like, actual multiplayer is like, you know, four to eight mm. people. What? No, I don't want any yeah. kind of thing like that. But I think a two-player couch co-op where you could do either the challenges, like even just keep it separate where it's only in challenge mode. That I would uh, be down Yeah, for. where you could do, like, yeah. the endless horde challenges and stuff together. Uh, I do think a two-player couch co-op would be cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only other thing that I have is uh, let's talk about things we absolutely do not want (laughs) carried over to Days Gone 2. Now, we mentioned the the pop-up cards at the end of, you know, infestation zones and horde kills and stuff. But that's more like gameplay stuff. I mean, just like what would you like to not see in Days Gone 2? And for me, the primary one is a weapon durability system where weapons degrade and have to be repaired or replaced or things like that. I think that would just be annoying. I'd like to have a, a simple, well-streamlined upgrade and modification system, but I do not want to see durability or anything like that. That's one of those things that, yes, it's like somewhat annoying, but I feel like it increases the realism. 
Because mm-hmm. if you if you you know if you're out using a machete, it's not going to stay sharp forever. It's not going to work. Sure, with forever, the melee weapons, yeah, you know? absolutely. But those the melee, you do have to repair them. Yeah. I like yeah. that you have to repair those. But with I with the melee I, weapons, yeah. But I like that, like you're saying, Rex, you don't have to repair your guns. Mm-hmm. Like sure. the guns yeah. are just they are what they are. And I feel like that's realistic enough because guns are kind of made to last they're not well, they're not getting unsharpened you know yeah, no. a yeah. quality firearm if you keep it oiled you can literally fire tens of thousands of rounds through it yeah. before you need to replace any components so right. yeah new barrel before anything uh, yeah exactly Shoot out the rifling. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes but i mean again that's thousands and thousands of rounds but yeah. before one, that happens yeah one thing that people mention a lot on the subreddit as wanting uh, and i think this comes from red dead redemption which i have not played hmm. okay. so i'm not entirely sure but there's there's two things actually um some sort of you have to eat mechanic like mm. a maintain mm-hmm. deacon's health in a way yeah. uh you know where you have to just remember thirst to levels eat. hunger levels yes. exposure yeah. levels that things was, like that that, that would be yeah. so fucking tedious and the other thing that, again, I think is from Red Dead, some people say, wouldn't it be cool if Deacon's hair and beard grew and you had to, like, shave over time? I was like, oh, God, please, no. Please, no. <laughs> Why would you want? I mean, a cosmetic, some level of cosmetics where you can change cosmetic. his appearance, if you like. Give him a fucking shave. But where it actually shave. grows and you have to <laughs> your, maintain Your beard hate his, is showing. Like, <laughs> Yes, it is, Danny yeah. Denny. Yes, it we will, is. We will have to agree to disagree. <laughs> and that's, that's totally fine. And no. like Rex said, maybe it's maybe there is a mechanic where you could change his appearance. Yeah. I mean, I'm just Some going. Limited cosmetics. I'm so. thinking back to my Mad Max stream where it, I unlocked all of these different like facial hairstyles, like, and I was oh, like, no, well, really? no, 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 <laughs> no, none of this, none of this. You don't want your deacon to have a faux hawk. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. oh my god what would boozer say <laughs> he, he wouldn't be able to talk he'd be laughing too much <laughs> and then he'd just clock him with his left just clock him yeah three times <laughs> knock him on his ass yeah. <laughs> fucking shameful like, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah it's one of my favorite lines from the game oh. fucking shameful <laughs> one thing that I know your opinion on this Rex but I want to ask Ken and Dandy Denny, what about different outfits? The ability to just purely cosmetically change how Deacon looks throughout the game, or, or you know, whoever the main character is, like as a oh, you've unlocked this costume, this outfit. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down for it. The the first one kind of did that, but it was more focused on guns. It was like, hey, you completed the storyline. Here's a gun. <laughs> yes, I could be like, outfit, hey, yeah. you completed the storyline. Here's a new vest, new jacket, new you know. You can change between outfits because you finished or whatever. Or you kill somebody and you're like, hey, that's a cool outfit. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah. your boots. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they could be useful. You that's know, what, that's you what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a thick leather jacket no, that actually has better provides, armor. Yeah, a little, provides little some armor. resistance, yeah. damage resistance. Yeah, stuff. And that was what I was going to say is like for me, the, if. You know, changing the outfits and stuff, that's cool and all if it has some tangible effect in game. If it's purely cosmetic, yeah, I have no use for it. Right. You know, that um, also sort of bleeds into the survivalist aspect where it's like, oh, he's hungry or oh, he's right. exposed you find to better cold boots. or yeah, yeah you, find, you know, you find you a find good the jacket. jacket yeah. that keeps you sure, warm. Sure. Yeah, like absolutely. Death Stranding. Oh, right. yeah. I haven't yeah. played that one yet. It's It's pretty good. All right. Anything else that you guys want to bring up? So I have one final question for us, but is there anything else that we want or don't want in a sequel? Tucker. <laughs> Wait, you want her or don't want her in a sequel? Definitely do not. Please, please clarify. Early I mean, earlier you said Keep she was, was going to be with Boozer. 
<laughs> Keep her in yes, there. So for and a short do you time have a secret thing for Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> if you call a secret thing, wanting her to be drug behind that a little, uh, you know, the little golf cart. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I've just never been a fan of Tucker. Is this one of those rom-com things where it's like you hate each other, but then finally you realize, oh, actually, you've been in love this whole time. Oh, that's Deacon, maybe Deacon and Tucker. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do have a rapport, don't they? Uh, they got oh something. Oh my god! All right, so I have a final question for everyone: Do we even need Days Gone Two? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, do I need a Days Gone Two? No, I really don't. Yeah. Because here's the here's the reason I say this: the chances of who we know it's not going to be John and Jeff working on it. Right. It's, the chances of that are zero. I mean, Eric Jensen's not with Bend anymore either. So you know, most of the top guys there, they're not even there. It would be an entirely different animal than what we are hoping it would be. And I don't want that disappointment. I mm-hmm. I don't want to end up in prison when Days Gone Two comes out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but also, man, I'm not done playing part one yet. I still have hundreds of hours left in part one. I ain't even hardly touched challenge mode yet. I still got hundreds (laughs) of hours left there. I'm not done with Days Gone yet. And I don't think Days Gone 1 is done with me. I don't think I'll ever be done with Days Gone. I agree. My my heart says yes, but my my brain says, hmm, you might get burned. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a, a huge letdown. And I would rather have none than a terrible awful yes horrible substitute (laughs) i want to have my wonderful memories of the days gone that i have and not have this oh my god i hate it memories of days gone too you know right but if they get it right well fuck yeah we need one (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm in the boat of yes please let's have one and if it sucks then i'll i'll play it once and then be like now i'm good kind of like the last of us like we didn't we didn't necessarily need a sequel i played it it was a good game i enjoyed it the story was eh, but I'm not going to play it again, but I liked having that experience. And yeah. I'd like to see what a Days Gone 2 would be. And if it sucks, then it sucks and whatever. I'll just stick with the first one. Yeah. Just yeah. keep replaying the first one like yeah. we're going like to do anyway. We're, we're going to do that anyway. We're going to do that anyway. As long as it doesn't take place in Scotland. Meet the Highlander versus Days Gone. Borislav might not mind. No, nothing against Scotland. Scotland's gorgeous. I was just joking because of the actor that they've supposedly tapped for the movie. He's he's from Outlander, so that's the only thing I know him from. And he's a very good actor, but he is definitely not Not the the right actor. So you wouldn't want him to play. Uh, Deacon in the sequel. They, they just yeah, recast no. Sam Witwer. <laughs> Days Gone 2 and get that other Sam. What Maybe are you talking about? Put... Deacon has always been a redhead. <laughs> no, fuck, no. Maybe they just wanted to piss off people in the Days Gone community well, so that, you know, that's how you get they people talking, it. right? Yeah. yeah, that's how you get people talking. You get them, you piss people off. That, Any that starts conversations. Is good that exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, what if uh, it was just a prequel that was all about Schizo? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to miss you Get out. Get out. I was waiting to see when we would bring him up. <laughs> Fuck. Now we have to take shots, don't we? Somebody said schizo. Shot, shot, shot. <laughs> if, if any of y'all are on the uh, any of the Days Gone Facebook pages, you should check out some of the uh, some of the more recent schizo photos that I posted because I'm like during my stream, I like to do a little bit of a little bit of photo mode stuff, and you know, I just you know. 
threw a Molotov at Schizo and took a photo of it. And, and, and <laughs> I've got a whole it. album of that shit, dude. Right. <laughs> I've got an album of that shit on the Fuck Schizo subreddit. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's totally not possible to do that. Um, <laughs> she went to the Fuck Schizo subreddit for something very different. For something else, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> there has been a mistake. Wait, I, I thought there was going to be better pictures. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you guys say that like that one doesn't exist? <laughs> it's, it's just called something different. Um, <laughs> okay, any last thoughts? Anyone? Should we wrap it up? I'll take that silence as a wrap it up. <laughs> All right, you can support the Days Gone podcast via buymeacoffee.com slash 8bitterror. All contributions are greatly appreciated and really help with the overhead costs of running the podcast. You can do a one-time contribution and you can now become a member via a monthly or annual subscription. There are a few different membership levels to choose from, each with their own perks. I want to give a shout out and a big thank you to my supporting members, Miranda Satin and Basics of Pain. Also, thank you to Anton G for your recent contribution to the show. Ken, Dandy Denny, Rex, thank you all so much for coming on the show today. Absolute pleasure. Glad Thanks to be here every time. Absolutely. It was a blast. <laughs> you can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. <laughs>